Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot of guys in this space have found that going to their standard primary care physicians, they just go by the range. And so as, exactly. as long as you're in the range, they're like, no, you're good. I saw this in decades of traditional healthcare, where if your level is 402, you don't qualify for testosterone therapy. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast, and here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. You should know what to do by now. Sound off in the comments. Any comment will do. If you guys are watching during the live uh, this beautiful Christmas morning, you guys should be opening presents right now. But if your present is opening up this podcast, baby, sound off in the in the live chat. This is not live. This is pre-recorded as usual on Mondays. But sound off anyway. You know, um, I might even be in there editing videos. You never know. You never know. I don't have my kids this year for Christmas, so probably just going to be literally chilling at home and uh, editing clips before heading over to my parents' house and pigging out on pie and cookies and stuff all day <laughs> you guys can send super chats i just can't display them on the screen because this is a pre-recorded episode but uh you know that helps out the show and i will be sure to screenshot it on the back end and share that on social media if you guys do that speaking of social media follow me on social media the links are in the description get on the email list list.comeonmanpod.com I'll send you free stickers you get 20 dating app openers and you also get a free chapter of my book, Everything I Wish I Knew When I Was 18. Uh, the chapter's on the four different ways to meet women. Uh, speaking of the book, you can get it on Amazon at books.comeonmanpod.com. You can get the Kindle edition, the paperback, the special edition, uh, the hardcover edition, and Audible edition, all at books.comeonmanpod.com. Check out my Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. It's a mindset course. Uh, and once you get your mind right, everything else tends to fall into place. Guys, join the beer club. Um, legendary porn star Eric Everhard will be giving a free seminar here on January 7th for all beer club members. So join now. It's only 10 bucks a month. It's a good group of dudes. We have monthly meetups where we just talk about guy stuff. You know, a lot of guys don't have an outlet like that. So this is your outlet. Um, it's good for men to connect with other men. We need that for our mental health. And that's what this is for. And then coaching is available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. All right. Joining me on the podcast today is Dr. Tracy Gappin. He's the author of Mail 2.0, Cracking the Code to Limitless Health and Vitality. He's a board-certified urologist, um, world-renowned men's health and performance expert. He is also the founder of the Gappin Institute for High-Performance Health. He is a very interesting cat. I mean, he, he, like I said, he's a urologist. So, you know, if you're, uh, you're having problems with your, your junk, not working, your candy cane, not sticking up, right. You go to a urologist usually. Right. And we talk about all sorts of things today that impact men. 
right? It's not just taking little blue pills to help the blood flow. Sometimes there's other things that are at work here. We go into depth today on hormone replacement therapy and how that could be beneficial to men and how, you know, testosterone levels in men have dropped over the last several decades. And basically the government's just trying to, you know, sweep it under the rug. And a lot of doctors aren't trying to help men. Dr. G um, Dr. Gappin's not one of those guys. We also get into peptides. Peptides, you know, I'm actually learning quite a bit about those. Those are natural occurring, um, you know, chains of amino acids, I believe, that occur in your body. And if you get them in the right sequence, they, it's like biohacking. They do certain things. They, you know, they enhance you in certain areas. It's pretty fascinating stuff. So we go into that today, talk about all sorts of stuff to help your candy cane be at its firmest guys at its firmest today. <laughs> um, I will bring you that conversation right after these words. Life is a journey filled with twists and turns. Why is it that essential life lessons aren't taught in school? You probably know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but do you know how to invest in a Roth IRA? We're not taught to build ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. The roadmap to success is more than just a college degree. You don't have to follow the traditional route. Success isn't confined to a classroom. It's about discovering your own path. You ever wish that someone handed you a guidebook to life when you were 18? Well, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Advice for young men to create a great life for themselves. This book is your compass, guiding you to pick the right career, how to invest wisely, and how to prepare for a fulfilling future, to take control of your health and your fitness, learn how to date efficiently and find genuine desire, and master the art of leading healthy relationships. Your path is defined by the choices you make, not by others' expectations. Don't wait until you're 35 to unlock your potential. Order your copy now on Amazon. Rewrite your story. Build the life you deserve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Joining me on the podcast today is Dr. Tracy Gappin, author of Male 2.0, Cracking the Code to Limitless Health and Vitality. He's a board-certified urologist, world-renowned men's health and performance expert, and the founder of the Gappin Institute for High Performance Health. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Paul. Thanks so much. Glad to be with you. So this is uh this is interesting. So can you can you tell us more about your background? What led you to become um, a urologist and you know a guy yeah. that wants to specialize in in uh, male performance optimization? Yeah, thanks so much, Paul. Yeah, so I spent uh, uh, twenty years in a, in a urology career before I I stepped away from traditional healthcare to launch the Gap Institute. But you know, years back, gosh, I want to be a doctor. Way back when I was in third grade. Um, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. And then when you go through medical school, you have to kind of pick a specialty in your third year without much knowledge at the time. Well, for me, it there was a lot of personal reasons why men's health was always near and dear to my heart. 
And so you're, and I have a definite surgeon's mentality. And so uh, urology became an obvious choice for me. And so I spent 20 plus years in urology, focused on men's health and, and uh, doing robotic surgery, kidney stones, prostate cancer, saving lives every day. And through my own health issues, I, I became very much aware of how our traditional healthcare system is failing men and how we're really experiencing what I call a men's health crisis. Uh, we could talk a lot about low testosterone, obesity, infertility, and, and how lifespan is actually decreasing for the first time in a long time. And so that got me to really follow my passion. And uh, my purpose is to really help transform the way we approach men's health. And so um, after many years of preparation, I actually stepped away from, I left traditional allopathic healthcare so that I can really help men do that. You know, guys, every day, I want to have more energy and focus. I want to lose weight, build muscle, burn fat. I want to have better sex. And mm -hmm. our healthcare system's not set up for that. Yeah, it, you know, it, it actually is really fascinating. Uh, I spend a lot of time in the, the men's self-help space, obviously. And yeah. there is, I mean, it's, it's across the board. It's not just physical health that's impacting men. Um, mental health, you, a lot of psychologists sort of are really geared more towards women. I think there's something like, I, I read a statistic somewhere that's only like 5% of like male, uh, male therapists are out there. The rest are all women. Um, not that there's anything wrong with women necessarily, but it does impact men negatively because, you know, they're sort of taught to, uh, you know, focus on, on how, you know, people emote and they focus on the way women emote and men emote differently. It's, it, men are just different, you know, we're wired differently and, and there's, there's a lack of focus there. So, uh, you mentioned, uh, lower testosterone levels. That's a fascinating subject. I'd like to get into that because, yeah. um, uh, men's testosterone has been decreasing for a number of years now. And, yes. and it seems like what the, what the, uh, the government's done instead of trying to identify the root cause and solve it, they just lowered the standards to what is considered <laughs> normal testosterone yeah. levels. Like yeah. how is that, how is that a, a, a allowed to be in the medical profession? That's it's a big problem. Yeah. So, so let's first set the foundation here that we have three massive longitudinal studies that have been published. One was male Massachusetts aging study here in the U.S., tens of thousands of men. Another study in Sweden and a third study in Finland. These are all longitudinal studies that simply tracked a lot of labs, but especially testosterone levels over many years. And they all three show the exact same thing. And that is that testosterone levels or specifically free testosterone levels, which is the bioavailable active form of T as we know it, has plummeted. In fact, those studies show that our free T levels are down anywhere between 30 and 45% over the last 20 years. That's massive. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not just talking about how every man has a slight decline in testosterone, about 1% every year. We're talking about a 45-year-old guy today has a free T that's almost half of what it was 20 years ago. All right, And that's massive when it comes to energy and cognitive function and visceral fat and metabolism and sex drive and ability to build muscle and, and even cardiovascular health. You know, several studies have shown that men with low testosterone have about a 30% increased risk of having a major adverse cardiac event, heart attack, stroke, even death. And so we know that low testosterone is a critically important problem. Mm -hmm. Now, the key here is when you look at your lab slip, there's that reference range to the right right? And what does that reference range actually mean? This is a really key point because everything is based on this. 
So that reference range, when I went through my years of medical training and my 20 plus years in my career in traditional medicine, that reference range is, is thought of as, you know, what's normal, what's, you know, what's appropriate for you, but it's not. That reference range is actually is technically the average from that lab. Mm-hmm. So when you get a lab core request, they do a billion testosterone levels and they're going to average all those numbers and they'll get a median, the statistical median, and then two standard deviations above and below that median gives you this ridiculous reference range. And for testosterone, it may be like 240 to 900 or something ridiculous like that. But again, that's simply the average of the population, which we just established through three massive studies has plummeted by almost 50% in the last 20 years. So that's the real problem is that everything is based on these reference ranges, which are clearly faulty because they're just based on the average. Mm. Yeah. One, one thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually on TRT and it's, yeah. it's been life-changing to me. And one thing that I yeah. noticed with that is uh, when I went to the specialty clinic, they said, well, the average range is, uh, you know, 300 to a thousand and they go, but what's bad about that is like, you know, the 300 level, I mean, that might be typical for an 80 year old man. It's not what is, you know, considered, uh, the healthy range for someone who's in their thirties or forties, you know? And so they, they, they were like, we want to try to get you up as close to optimal as possible. And, um, and, and the funny thing is I found a lot of guys in this space have found that going to their standard, uh, you know, primary care physicians, they just go by the range. And so as as long as you're in the range, they're like, no, you're good. Exactly right. And, and I saw this in you know decades of, of traditional healthcare where if your level is 402, you don't qualify for testosterone therapy. Forget your symptoms, forget your quality of life, forget the, the massive scientific literature uh, stack that we have out there showing us the benefits of, of optimized testosterone. You can't get it because you're considered average, normal, you're, you're in that range. Whereas if your level is, is 199, oh, now you qualify. It, it's bullshit, honestly. It's, it, it's garbage. And it is, um, it is a big example of what's wrong with our traditional healthcare system. And, um, and men are suffering because of it. Do, we, do they know what's causing T levels to decline? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There are a number of studies that look at um, causes of this, and there are many, but without question, toxins in our environment are by far the biggest culprit here. So we can look at uh, toxins that are, we we refer to them as endocrine disruptors, and I've I've put videos on this, you can find them online, about all the chemicals in our environment that are crushing testosterone. So in our food, we know that herbicides, pesticides, things like atrazine, which is sprayed on our crops, uh, glyphosate, um, we know that our um, our water supply is tainted with um, synthetic estrogen. You know, women's birth control does not get filtered adequately by our treatment water treatment plants, and so um, there's massive levels of uh, estradiol in our drinking water. There are chemicals in our um, food containers, food storage containers. Plastic water bottles is a big culprit. Um, Things like baby toys, IV tubing, your car, personal care products like um, deodorant, shampoo, soap, laundry detergent, sunscreen. Almost anywhere you go, there are these chemicals in our environment, in the food we eat, in the water we drink. And what they do is they either disrupt testosterone production 
they alter the way testosterone binds to the androgen receptor or they bind to the androgen receptor and block it to where now it's basically like a light switch that's turned off and never turns off and it gets overstimulated and it shuts it down. Yeah. So different mechanisms of action of how all these chemicals can disrupt normal endocrine function. It, and it, what's scary about that is, okay, you might, you might go and uh, get organic food and uh, you might, you know, I don't, I don't know, um, <laughs> get different, different soaps and stuff like that, but it's in our water supply and it can't be filtered yeah. out. Like you can't yeah, that's right. outrun this, you know, unless I guess maybe you go to uh you go to a lake and then you boil your own water. So even then, I don't know if you can, <laughs> you can outrun it. Cause it gets in it. We have a whole sort of, um, you know, water cycle. So yeah. Well, what you want to do is you want to be sure you're taking the appropriate steps on a daily basis to avoid and overcome these exposures. So for example, in our foods, we want to be, be sure that we're eating organic fruits and vegetables, grass fed, organic meats, wild caught salmon and other fish. When it comes to water, you have to filter your water. You need to be using a carbon block filter. Reverse osmosis is good as well. Um, you need to be sure that you're you're taking these little steps that matter. You know, not storing your food in plastic food containers, especially if it's hot. Certainly not warming up your food in a plastic container. Not eating from metal cans that we know are lined with plastic. Um, when it comes to personal care products, there are apps on your phone, free if you like them. Like uh, Environmental Working Group has a great one called Healthy Living. Uh, Yucca, Y-U-K-A is another one. These are free apps where you can go to the store. You can scan barcodes of products. And they'll tell you the ingredients in them and whether they're safe or not. Hmm. So I, I talk about living with intention with my, my clients in that you need to really pay attention to these little baby steps, these micro decisions you make every day that add up and have a massive effect on your overall health and especially testosterone levels. Oh, so, th so you can actually filter out the water. It's just that like the state oh, yeah. filter it out. Oh, oh yeah, okay. exactly. You definitely okay. can. And so, you know, you can get a, um, a an underwater filter. Um, installed in your home, you can get one that you put on the counter that, that you can pour water in and filter, like even lake water. There's some, some uh, water filters out there where it'll filter lake water and purify it and make it clean to drink. Mm. Um, or you can even put one in your whole house. And so like when we built our house, you know, two or three years ago, we installed the system that will um, provide clean water, especially for our drinking water and our ice, for example. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's actually good to know. Yeah. Um, so I have a bunch of questions about this, but we'll just, we'll keep these short. Uh, you also do a little bit of, uh, gains wave. Uh, what is gains wave therapy? How, how is it different from conventional treatments for yeah, sure. erectile dysfunction? Sure. So men have, we're simple creatures, right? We have three basic complaints that will get us to finally seek attention. It's energy and focus. It's, I want to build fat, burn, excuse me, build muscle, burn fat. And I want to have better sex. Those are the three main things that's going to get, get a guy's attention. And the sex one is typically the one that's going to finally get a guy to get off his ass and, and make an appointment and come on in and, and get treated. And when it comes to sexual performance, there are short-term solutions, pills, injections, pumps, stuff like that, that will help you improve performance tonight. You know, I want to have sex right now. I got to get it going. Don't want to wait long-term. Um, and then there are long-term solutions. How do I fix the underlying problem? And when it comes to sexual performance, the most common cause is blood flow, all right? An erection, after all, is simply just increased blood flow down there. The blood gets uh, uh, engorged. The penis gets engorged. The blood gets, gets trapped, if you will. It, it blocks or compresses the venous outflow, and that increased blood flow is what is uh, technically an erection. 
And so poor blood flow is the most common cause of issues with performance. Now, you can address that by looking at the underlying culprit. It's going to be hormones. It's going to be inflammation, blood sugar regulation, nutrition, fitness, stress, cortisol, all these issues that can definitely affect blood flow that need to be addressed. But then there are ways that we can actually fix the damage that has already occurred. And what I mean by that is how can we repair and remodel the blood flow to the penis to restore sexual function? And that's where great options are out there, such as Gainswave, PRP are two regenerative options. And by regenerative, we mean ways that we can repair, remodel, rebuild normal sexual function by stimulating, activating stem cells to really lay the foundation and create new blood vessels, new blood flow so that we can restore normal function. Oh, okay. So it uses, it uses stem cells. It's active. Yeah. So it's actually a shockwave. It's low intensity shockwave. So Gainsway specifically is, it's the same technology that we use to treat kidney stones with sound waves, shockwaves from the outside of the body. Um, but it's a very low intensity. And what they found in the lab is that when you apply a very low intensity shockwave to blood vessels, it activates nearby stem cells, which will help uh, produce growth factors that can help produce normal blood flow again. Mm. Pete, we often uh, pair or combine it with PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. That's where you, you draw your blood, spin it down in a centrifuge and isolate the growth factors, platelets and growth factors that can have a similar effect. And we can inject that directly into the penis as well. And, uh, and that's an, another way, again, regenerative solution to fix the underlying problem of, of poor blood flow. Interesting. So a lot okay. of guys, okay, go ahead. I was say interesting. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of guys will come in for those treatments and those are great ways to help repair and, and again, recover function. But my big focus is to understand that there was an underlying cause of that damage. And that's where we really got to focus on the entire human system. And, you know, guys are always looking for that, that one magic bullet. What's going to fix it all. Can I just get gains wave and give me a, give me a, the just give me Viagra and I'm good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Give, give me some testosterone. And um, I can't tell you how many guys in my career have come in and they're like, look up doc, I'm on testosterone, but I still feel like crap. Still can't get it up. Still can't burn fat. Can't get rid of the belly. And that's because it, it, it's not simple. Mm -hmm. It's a complex issue. You know, we, we have this, I like to call it this complex human operating system with all these inputs coming in, you know, we have 50 hormones, only one of which is testosterone. We have uh, blood sugar regulation, we have inflammation, we have uh, vascular health, we have gut health, we have immune function that all come together, this confluence that ultimately affects the output. Mm -hmm. And so when you're trying to address energy, cognitive function, um, burning fat, building muscle, having better sex, living longer, it's understanding all those inputs and how can we modify and adjust and tweak those so that we get the desired output. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It, it, I, I coach, I coach men yeah. uh, in, in dating relationship and yeah. various, various things. What I find is a lot of guys, they just want a magic pill. They just uh -huh. want, Hey, I hired you as a coach. That's magically right. going to solve my problems. It's like, no, you still got to do the work, man. Yep. So, so you can maybe give someone TRT and they're not losing the weight because they won't go to the gym. You know, right. or they won't fix their diet, right? That's right. How yeah. how do you how do you determine? Because it seems like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. You're the you're the expert on this, but it seems like guys with uh, erectile dysfunction. It's usually, it could be a mental issue. It could be an issue with diet and health. It could be a hormone issue. It could be yeah. like you said, a blood flow, like physical problem. Mm -hmm. How do you 
how do you diagnose that? How do you figure that out? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of diagnostics that we can use to help us with that. The most common cause of issues with sexual performance is by far blood flow. Now, what causes that? That's a, a much deeper conversation. It's hormones, again, hormones, it's uh, gut health, it's blood sugar regulation, it's vascular health, et cetera. Um, and then other than, than blood flow, it could sometimes just be a hormone problem. Sometimes it's testosterone, DHEA, nitric oxide, estradiol, vitamin D, um, cortisol, insulin. Um, it goes on and on, all these hormones that can uh, definitely affect sexual function, even if you have good blood flow. It can also be nerve issues, nerve damage. If you had surgery in the past, if you've had uh, any kind of diabetic, you know, peripheral neuropathy sort of thing, um, any kind of other, other nerve situation. And then, yes, like you mentioned, it can definitely be psychological as well. I think that the psychological part, it's funny when I was back in my training, feels like a, hundreds of years ago, we were told that it was all psychological. All ED is psychological. And now we realize that that's not true at all. And that um, while that number is not zero, it's probably very low. Mm. And that most guys, there's an actual underlying organic cause um, of that problem. Now, if it was psychological, what would it be? It, you know, and I know you deal, you do some great work in, in this area. There's a lot of issues with, you know, uh, stress, the effects that chronically elevated cortisol can have on sexual function and sexual desire and libido. It could be porn addiction is a big problem in this society with porn everywhere. It could be marital issues. It could be infidelity. It could be just lack of attraction to your partner. If you've changed in your, you know, being with a, a partner for a long time, you know, you, things can change like that. So there's definitely some psychological part, but I'll argue that a lot of times there are underlying organic issues, hormone issues, et cetera, that when you correct those, it makes a massive difference in a guy's performance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a lot of this type of stuff comes down to a uh, concept of precision, uh, precision medicine. Yeah. And Absolutely. this was, this was in the, the, you know, the, the notes I have here. Could you elaborate yeah. on the concept of precision medicine and how it plays yeah. a role in your approach to patient care? Yeah. So when I work with guys and you and I work with the same guys together, just from di very different angles, but we definitely have the same ultimate goal, right? It's, I, I recognize that there are a lot of um, differences in every man I work with, and we need to find those blind spots that are affecting that man's performance, affecting that man's um confidence affecting his longevity and so i rely on number one advanced diagnostics and so it's precision diagnostics to understand what are the blind spots that are getting you back getting in your way that are holding you back and that may be anything from issues with um shit food sensitivity i had a guy uh last week he could not lose weight hormones were great Micronutrients were great, sleeping great. He's working out. He's doing all the right things, eating all the right foods, genetic-based diet plan. Everything's working well. He's doing everything right, but he's not seeing the results. And it comes to find out he has massive food sensitivities from gut issues. Mm. And so it, it's doing the advanced diagnostics and taking a very individualized approach based on what each man needs. And guys may have the same complaint but it may be completely different underlying causes. And that's really the challenge is to identify what are those blind spots? What are those challenges that are ultimately uh, getting in the way? 
Okay. You met a, you you mentioned genetic based diet plan. Yeah. Is that is that I think I've heard of that before. Is that where you like you take someone's blood, you test which diet works best with their particular system or 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 am I yeah. way so, off on that? So uh, uh, no, you're close. Yeah. So a lot of ways that you can really personalize nutrition. And so first is genetics. So it's actually a cheek swab with a simple cheek swab. We can get genetics to understand um, what macronutrient ratio is best for you. Mm. So for example, I have a lot of guys come in and they're on keto diet and they're like, yeah, this isn't working. I'm like, well, your genetics show that you actually will do better with higher complex carbs, which is very mind blown, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's this concept that, that carbs are bad. Well, for some guys, they actually do better with higher intake of complex carbs. And I want to be clear. I'm not talking about the the bread, the pizzas, the candy, the cupcakes. I'm not talking about simple refined carbs. I'm talking about the healthy complex carbs here, to be clear. Mm-hmm. But the macronutrient ratios are actually often genetic based. And so based on your genetic blueprint, we can understand macronutrient ratios, how much protein is right for you. Saturated fat's a big one. So some uh, genes such as APOE and PPAR gamma, these are genes that relate to how your body processes saturated fats. For some guys high intake of saturated fats and and those fats are red meat dairy milk cheese stuff like that for some men that saturated fat butter is another big one there it increases your risk for cardiovascular disease it can massively impact your cholesterol numbers it can massively impact inflammation it can massively impact your weight and ultimately your risk of mortality and so for guys that have issues with saturated fats, the nutritional recommendations for him is going to be very different than a guy who doesn't have any issues with saturated fats. So that's how you could really individualize it. We could look at micronutrient uh, deficiency uh, uh, based on genetics as well, stuff like that, where then you can then now do real testing. So I could test your micronutrient levels. I could test your gut health. I could test food sensitivities. Those are blood tests or stool tests or um, sometimes urine tests even to help us understand exactly what kind of foods are right for you and what kind of foods might be wrong for you. And every guy's different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go, going to keto. Cause I actually am on the keto diet. And yeah. um, one thing I, I, I find fascinating with it is um, you know, a lot of doctors will see that your cholesterol levels, your like LDL levels are high because you're yeah. eating a lot of saturated fats and stuff like that. Um, and so they'll be like, oh, I want to put you on a statin drug. Uh, and, uh, but I've, you know, I've, there's, uh, there's doctors out there, Dr. Sean Baker, for instance, he's, you know, a big proponent of like the carnivore diet stuff. And mm-hmm. guys like mm-hmm. him that are proponents of that diet will say, well, that's, that's only a bad marker if uh, your, your body's not fat efficient, which you t- you should be if you're on, you know, doing keto right or doing carnivore right. And, and then, if that's the case, then triglycerides are, are a, a better marker. Have you heard anything about that? Or do you disagree I, with that? I hear it all. Yeah. And, and the Twitter battles are, are, are comical to me, if you will. And I stay on the sideline. I don't get, I don't get into those heated debates because you, you never seem to, you can't win, but it comes down to this. I, I have a, a talking point that I think is relevant here. And that is one size fails all. Mm. So, Everyone's different. Every, everyone's body is going to respond differently. And to make blanket recommendations, I think is flawed. I think that based on your genetics, some guys do fine with saturated fats. Other guys don't do well with those saturated fats. Some guys have elevated 
Um, and when we look at, at cholesterol, we don't care about total cholesterol. Even LDL concentration is not nearly as important as markers like ApoB, which is apolipoprotein B. Uh, every atherogenic or non-HDL particle has one ApoB. And so measuring that's probably the best marker we have. LDL particle count, which is the number of LDL particles, number of submarines, if you will, carrying the, the cholesterol in your blood is much, much more impactful than the actual amount of cholesterol in those submarines, if you will. Mm -hmm. The size of those LDL submarine particles matters also where smaller particles are more likely to get into the, the, the endothelium, into the, the, the um, media of the, vascular, of the uh, uh, arterial wall and ultimately cause inflammation, oxidation, and plaque. And so size matters, LDL particle count matters, ApoB matters. All these metrics are much more important than just cholesterol alone, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, why are those markers high? That's the key question. For some guys, yes, it's saturated fat. For other guys, it's actually blood sugar. Mm -hmm. For other guys, it's actually inflammation. For a lot of guys, dietary cholesterol has zero impact on our body's LDL numbers, ApoB, et cetera. And so there's this misconception that, first of all, that dietary cholesterol is necessarily automatically associated with our cholesterol numbers. And that's just not true. For some guys, it has negligible impact. Mm -hmm. um, the statin comment you made is very, very common where there's this knee-jerk reaction from the, the traditional healthcare system that high LDL, here's your statin. And, oh, it doesn't work. Let's make, let's give you a higher dose statin. Let's give you a higher dose statin. And I got to say that that's a, a very um, short-sighted, um, narrow perspective on LDL. You have to understand the cause of it. And so we do a lot of diagnostics here where we can understand why is your uh, lipid profile off? Mm -hmm. What's the problem? And based on that, then you can really start to fine tune how do you manage that. And so I don't give blanket nutrition recommendations. I don't give blanket medication, pharmaceutical recommendations because everyone's so different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what my, what I've heard in, in, and I, and I'm sure you love this as a doctor, right? Someone's like, oh, I've heard this, right? Google this, right? I saw this on WebMD. WebMD. There you go. Yeah. So I, that's why I, I like, yeah. I do like talking to professionals like you because you yeah. guys know what you guys know what's going on, but um uh, I, I, what I've heard is a, a, another major problem with, with, uh, statin drugs is that they often will cause some kind of side effect. And so then the doctor's like, oh, well, we have a, we have a drug for that side effect too. That's right. And next thing you know, you, you've got a whole, you know, cup full of drugs you have to take every day because you're trying to manage something mm -hmm. that That's probably right. could, could probably could have been fixed in, in other yeah. ways. That's right. So yeah, statins can cause insulin resistance. They can actually lower HDL as well. They can cause liver issues. They can cause a lot of um, um, musculoskeletal side effects. And so, it, you know, it, it's important that you understand the pros and cons of what you're doing. And is it even the right drug? And for most guys, it's not. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the, the nuance comes in to really understand why. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, going to uh, going back to male performance. There's uh there's a lot of guys out there. They they do uh they talk a lot about biohacking practices and stuff like that. There's a lot of yeah. quacks out out there. Um, <laughs> what are some potential risks associated with with some of these unverified quack biohacking practices? And what what's an example of a, a biohacking practice? Yeah. So uh, you know what is biohacking? Biohacking are, is simply um, tools that we can use, tactics and tools to improve our health. Okay, it comes down to that. 
the problem is that it's become the wild west and there's so much out there that is untested and um you know how do you verify its function you go to these uh, i go to a4m i go to amg and i go to biohacking conference i go to all these other uh, great events and in the in the vendor exhibit hall You'll see these devices where you put, just put your finger in and ultimately test your nutritional levels. And then here's your magical supplements that'll fix it. And here's this magical device. You put it on your head for an hour and it'll do all this stuff. And my question is always, where's the science? Where is the validation of what you're doing? Mm-hmm. We can look at photobiomodulation, which is a fancy word for red light. Okay. Red light therapy. There's clear science there. There's un, uh, undisputable science behind the benefits of red light you look at sauna there is clear verifiable science behind the benefit of sauna you can look at cryo and the amazing hormetic which means stress in a good way effect Mm -hmm. that it can have on your system as well and so my my bar that any of these biohacking um tools has to overcome is where is the validation that it works and then understand that everyone's different again, that we're based on our unique physiology. Everyone's going to respond to these tools and tactics differently as well. Okay. All right. Uh, red light. I've heard of that. What's that yeah. supposed to do? I, one of my, uh, one of my colleagues in the space, a guy named uh, Paul Benjamin from apex mindset, shout out to Paul. He he's, he's a big proponent of red light therapy. And I'm like, yeah. sounds cool, man. I don't know what that does though. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of cool benefits. Um, it has to do with mitochondrial function. It has to do with energy systems. It has to do with our body's ability to clear toxins. Um, it's um, it's pretty cool therapy. You can do it for just a few minutes a day. You can do it on your whole body. There's some uh, some guys out there who will do it nude um, because um, uh, exposing it to your 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 full body, especially your genitals, may have some real benefit there as well. Um, but it comes down to, to, to mitochondrial function, mitochondrial energy systems, ATP production. Um, and so th- there's some real science behind the benefits of red light. Um, does it work for everyone? We don't know. Again, you know, we're, we're still constantly studying and refining. And I like to say that there needs to be this balance between evidence-based medicine and N of one medicine. So evidence-based medicine means you have randomized controlled trials, long-term outcome data, that kind of thing. And then you have N of one medicine, which means let's just try anything and see what happens. Right. Mm. I think there needs to be a balance to where there needs to be some evidence-based validation that that technology or that, that uh, science, that the science behind that treatment, that it works, but then understand that everyone's different and you need to N of one means every one of us is a unique individual experiment and we're going to see if it works or not. And I think there needs to be a blend between the two to know if it's right for you. Got it. Okay. Can it just be any red light? Like if I just change my light back here to red, like, is that? No, no. Yeah. Now you, you could buy these fancy uh, devices that are, you know, thousands of dollars. You can actually go and get a true red light, like a bulb and yeah. do it that way as well. But you need to have the specific uh, frequency and forgive me. I don't know the frequency off the top of my head um, that you need from that red light, but you can't just take like a Christmas red, a red bowl from your Christmas tree. And, and, it, and that doesn't it make, make a room with Christmas lights. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, well, okay. So this actually brings up a good question then. So yeah. how do you d- distinguish between reputable practitioners and questionable ones um, in the field of like male performance optimization? Credentials experience, training, certification, um, 
listen to some of their content? Does it make sense? Does it resonate? Um, are they are they working for ulterior motive? Are, you know, a lot of guys out there, they're excuse my language, they're affiliate whores. Um, I'm not going to name him, but every other day I get an email from this one biohacker and is selling another product as an affiliate link. And I have a hard time trusting anything that comes from him because I know it's just an affiliate link and, it, and it's to make a buck. And a lot of practitioners like that as well. And so I, I would say, of course, we're all out here to make a, make a living. It's our career, obviously. <laughs> but at the same time, is the practitioner you're working with, are they doing it in an ethical way? Are they really in it for the long haul? Are they in it for outcomes? And when we work with clients here at the Gapin Institute, for example, we are obsessed with outcomes and results and metrics. And so every guy we work with, how do we quantify and qualify results? So we have subjective survey data. We track body composition, looking at lean muscle, looking at visceral fat, looking at percent body fat every time they come in. We look at wearable technology data, whether it's continuous glucose monitoring, tracking data, whether it's sleep data, whether it's HRV stress data. And then we look at laboratory data and we track measures and outcomes over time. You can even track biologic age, which is a blood test you can do that will actually measure your physiologic age, which may be very different than your chronologic age. Mm. And so any practitioner you work with, how are they measuring success? How are they measuring results? How do you know that what they're recommending is not just, uh, you know, a way to make a quick buck? Mm. Okay. That's a good point. That reminds me, this is sort of off topic, but it reminds me of a, a couple of years ago, my dog hurt her leg. Right. And so I take her to this vet and this vet that I had been taking her to, and he's like, oh, she blew her knee out. We're going to have to, you're going to have to have a $3,000 surgery. And uh, I ended up taking her to a different vet just to get a second opinion. And that vet, he's like, well, let's let's walk her around a little bit. Let's make her do turns and stuff. He's like, if her knee was blown out, she wouldn't be able to do the simple walking. He goes, you know, we're all out here trying to make money. He goes, there's guys around here. They're trying to make money by selling BS surgeries for your animals. He goes, I would rather make money by practicing good medicine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. There you go. He became my vet right after that. So there you go. Yeah. You know, you, you do the right thing. You provide results and that everything else takes care of itself. And so that's what we're really obsessed with is results and outcomes. And then, um, you know, most of our clients, we get our word of mouth or organic. We don't really do paid pay advertising or any traffic because that, that's not going to really find the clients that you want anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, are there any like latest advancements for uh, male performance that really haven't reached the mainstream yet, but they're really promising? Yeah, I think this is a good segue into peptides. So mm -hmm. peptides are amazing molecules. They're signaling molecules that your body already recognizes because they're actually derived from our own bodies, from human. So peptides are nothing more than short chains of amino acids. Okay, remember protein is a, a long sequence of amino acids, a very specific sequence. Peptides are short sequences of amino acids that can have very precise function. So for example, there are peptides that come from the stomach that can be used for reducing gut inflammation, BPC. It can also be used for systemic inflammation. Now this is a peptide, it's a 15 amino acid sequence that has been shown to have profound effect on reducing inflammation, which may be a, an issue when it comes to musculoskeletal function. It may be an issue with gut health, gut symptoms. It may be a reason why you can't burn fat, build muscle, et cetera, body composition. It could be a lot of different issues. Um, as men age, our 
growth hormone production declines, right? By about 1% a year or so. And so how can we increase growth hormone levels without taking exogenous growth hormone, which can have a lot of deleterious side effects and consequences? Well, there are peptides that mimic the signals in our brain that tell the pituitary to make more growth hormone. Mm. Now, again, these are signaling molecules that originate from our own bodies. And so we tend to have very few side effects, but we can have amazing benefits from these signals because we're trying to improve our physiology through known mechanisms of action. And so that's why we love peptides. They're not drugs, not pharmaceuticals. Um, they are specific sequences of amino acids and, um, and they can have a very precise function, whether we're looking for um, improving growth hormone, reducing inflammation, musculoskeletal repair and healing, whether it comes to cognitive function, memory, focus, concentration, sexual performance, um, cosmetic things like aesthetics and skin quality and hair loss, immune function, almost anything you could think of, Paul, there's a peptide that can help you with that. Are, are peptides, do they have to be prescribed or can you just get these anywhere? Great question. So um, yes and no. So yes, peptides are prescribed. And whenever we prescribe peptides, we get them from reputable compounding pharmacies. And this is really important because it has become the wild west in the, in the world of peptides where you can go online and you can find any peptide you can imagine. Uh, you can find a direct-to-consumer storefront that will sell you peptides. Now, some of these peptides are taken orally. Some are a nasal spray. Some are a few are topical. Most of them are subcutaneous injections. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be injecting into your body a research chemical from an online store that you have no idea where that stuff came from? You have no idea the purity. You have no idea the quality assurance. You have no idea what the hell you're getting. And so whenever we prescribe peptides, they come from a reputable pharmacy. They have certificates of authenticity and purity, and you know there's quality assurance behind them, and you know you're truly getting what you think you're getting. And to me, that's really important and um, not just for outcomes, but just for safety. And so, um, yes, you know, your only qualification to get peptides online is a credit card. Um, But I would submit that you really need to be doing it from a prescriber, a provider who knows what they're doing and is coming from a reputable pharmacy. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I happen to know a guy and and he shall not be named, but he's taking some kind of peptide right now that's supposed to naturally give him uh like sort of like a tan pigmentation i'm like oh, that's yeah. crazy man just yep. just go get just yeah. go out to the sun for a little bit you know i think yeah. you'll be all right I, and i've seen a couple guys t- as melanotan is one of them and um and that peptide if you're not careful you get a little bit of sun exposure and you'll be almost too dark mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll you'll look abnormally tan so that that can definitely backfire on you if you're not careful yeah Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, now, that's funny. I think it's important yeah. to point out that the FDA just came out uh, about a month ago now with um, a change in peptides. And I, I want to clarify that, again, peptides are not pharmaceuticals. They're sequences of amino acids that we know are safe. There's tens of uh, uh, dozens of, of um, years of studies showing safety, showing efficacy. Nonetheless, isn't, isn't, isn't whey protein like a, a, a type of peptide? So whey protein is, um, is, is it like protein isolate? It's, it's simply uh, amino acids. But it, the difference here is a peptide is going to be a very specific sequence 
Okay. In a very specific order that's that that's synthesized, uh, you need a, a special machine to be able to do that. So, okay. Um, yes, it may have the same amino acids, but they're floating around in, in a in a milieu, if you will. Whereas peptides are very specific sequence molecules. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So the FDA just came out about a month ago and um, put most of the peptides we use into category two, and category two means there's one, two, and three, and two means that they cannot confirm the safety of peptides. Of, peptides that were now classified as category two, which is nonsense. And the reason for this is, again, we have years and years of studies that show safety, that show efficacy, that show the basic science behind what they're doing. Now they're not pharmaceuticals. And so do you think big pharma likes us having peptides that can actually help us avoid needing pharmaceuticals? You know, of course answer, not. Of right? course not. Yeah. And so th there's this real problem where Again, there needs to be a balance between evidence-based medicine and N of one medicine. Peptides are definitely more on the N of one medicine side, but the FDA is so tightly on that um, evidence-based side that there's no room for any um, uh, give there. And so it's it's been a battle um, with this new classification as type two. A lot of the pharmacies that we're using will no longer have a lot of the peptides that we use available. Um, we are going to be um, part of a large consortium around the country of practices that um, are um, experts when it comes to peptides. And we're going to be running clinical trials to where now you can get access to those peptides that we, we're using currently. But now as part of an IRB clinical trial, so you can do it the right way, gather the data to be able to show FDA, look at the incredible safety and, and efficacy data we have here to finally overcome this challenge that we're, we're facing with the FDA. What... So what happens if, if, if they do act, so they, did they classify it or they're thinking about classifying it? What's they the, did. And, and this was, okay. this was years in the making. The compounding pharmacies were thrown off. Um, were, were completely shocked by this when one day this release came out without warning. And so a lot of the pharmacies have already stopped um, manufacturing it, producing it. They'll simply dispense what they've already made and that's it. And so we're coming near the end of a lot of the peptides that we use uh, at the end of availability, unless you're part of a clinical trial, which we're going to be definitely a part of. Oh. Um, now, there are peptides that are still available that are FDA approved, but those are much uh, that's a much shorter list than all the ones that we've been using up until now. Got it. I uh, yeah. and I also I got a notification from um, well, my friend sent it to me. He uses a different uh, eight, uh, hormone replacement provider, but a similar thing came out about hormone replacement therapy too, right? I think the FDA is trying to put the kibosh on, so, on TRT and stuff too. Yeah. So, so that, and that started years ago, this was, gosh, this is almost 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago now when there was a study, the vegan study, and this was a, a ridiculously poorly designed study that suggested that testosterone therapy was associated with an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Mm. Bullshit excuse my language, bullshit. And in fact, when you actually looked at the raw data of that trial, it actually showed the exact thing that we know. And that is that there's actually a 30% reduction. But you know, with any data, you can manipulate it, you can tweak it, you can you can pick out, you know, cherry pick the numbers that you want to, to, to show the outcome that you want to show. And in fact, there were hundreds of uh, medical societies around the country, excuse me, around the world internationally that called for that study to be retracted and the New England Journal never did. They mm. wouldn't retract it. But nonetheless, there have been dozens of other studies that have shown the exact same thing, all showing a cardiovascular benefit. But nonetheless, because of that one study, 
um, the black box warning came out and the FDA is all over it and they put all these disclaimers and warnings about it, but make no mistake about it. Testosterone is vitally important hormone and we're not trying to make you Superman. You know, when I give men testosterone to get them where they need to be, we're not putting even remotely close to bodybuilding levels. We're putting you to where your body physiologically needs. And we have clear data to show that we're improving quality of life as well as reducing cardiovascular risk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It, it's kind of scary too. Cause I mean, if they start, they really start clamping down on this stuff and, and you know, our, our testosterone are on a natural decline and we have no way yeah. to fix it. It's like, what's the, what's the reasoning behind it? Like, what's the end game? Why would they, yeah. why would they want that? You know, it makes no, it makes no sense. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. It's kind of, it's kind of Who would benefit. Who would benefit from us not taking proactive preventive care of ourselves? Big pharma. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They keep us sick and they can keep us uh, pumped full of pills and keep us in the, in the hospitals. Then uh, it's good for business. It's no good for business if you're healthy. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I got, I got one last question here and then uh, I think we can probably wrap up. What advice or recommendations do you have for guys interested in taking proactive steps to optimize their sexual health and overall yeah. well well-being yeah i think it always starts with with commitment with living with intention with deciding choosing to make that decision that first step toward health optimization and you know male 1.0 was this reactive disease model focus where if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of mentality and i'll wait till there's a problem and then i'll go see a primary care doctor and get shitty treatment and and you know no real results or you can decide today that you're going to really be proactive and, and live with intention and uh, take charge. And when you have that shift in mentality and focus and priority, suddenly you're you're willing to do the things that you need to do to get the results. And sometimes the best way to do that is to focus on your why. And so when I work with guys, I know you probably do similar work. You know, what's what's your why? What's your what's the end game? What's important to you? Why do you wake up every morning? Mm -hmm. And if that's your goal, what does it take to get that? And is what you're doing in alignment with that? So if you're having, you know, a bottle of wine a day, is that in alignment with the goals that you want to achieve? Then that'll help you understand, you know, better decisions that you can be making on a daily basis, for example. And so it starts with that, it starts with commitment. And then when I work with guys, I help them double down on that. And then we start to do the advanced diagnostics and dig deeper to find what's going on. But it starts really initially, Paul, with that commitment. I've had women send their men and their husbands in to get treated. And if the guy's not committed and ready to make change, there's no point. He's not going to do that. You know, it's it's hard work. Like like anything in life, it's hard work to get mm -hmm. the results you want. Yeah, it's it's just like anything anything in life. Uh, quitting smoking. I used to be a smoker, and it wasn't until I actively wanted to quit that mm -hmm. i i made it a priority and yeah. i um i changed my habits yeah and uh i've developed the discipline to not do it you know uh, you know i had i had some help we had I had the patch had a little bit of help there but but mm -hmm. i but i had to actively want to do it i tried quitting so many times before but i didn't really want to quit i was trying yeah. to quit for someone else and uh just like you know we we say it in this space all the time um you know uh getting your health back and, you know, going to the gym and stuff like that. It's about, it's about uh, more like, it's more about discipline than it is about motivation because yeah. motivation comes and goes, but it, making it a disciplined practice and a habit that you it's do every day. That's right. 
yeah, that, that's yeah. gonna that's gonna get you through that stuff. This has been a, a really good conversation. Uh, where can people find you and your 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 uh, practice online? Thanks so much. Yeah, so uh, Gapin Institute can be found at gapinstitute.com. And I'm gonna share with the listeners a, a gift that I have for them. Uh, we have a high performance health handbook, which is 15 strategies and tactics that you can leverage starting today to have more energy and focus, burn fat, build muscle, and have better sex. And uh, you can get that by just simply texting the word health to 26786. Again, that's text word health to 26786. Get a free copy. And I'll also share with you a free digital copy of my book, Mel 2.0, that came out a few years ago. And I'll also share a link if you want to reach out to my team to see how we can help you as well. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tracy. And um, I'll give you the rest of your, your, your day back. Appreciate it. No problem, Paul. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you too. Dr. Gappin, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome back anytime. You're what a fascinating conversation. I whenever I have someone on the podcast that I'm not familiar with, I'm not familiar with their work, you know, they their their publicist reaches out to me or I I get connected with them from um, matchmaker.fm. It's a it's a site for podcast creators to to get guests. Sometimes I'm not sure what to expect, you know, and sometimes the best interviews come from those circumstances. I think this was a really good one. I think it was worthy of a Christmas episode. So thank you, sir, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Guys, I'm going to drop links in the in the description for where you can find um, Dr. Tracy's, uh, Dr. Tracy Gappin's uh, work. And if you want to contact him and work with him directly, you can look there. Otherwise, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up here. Be sure to like, subscribe, and hit those notifications if you haven't done so already. Thank you to everyone that sounded off in the comments. If you haven't done it, just drop a drop an emoji or just put like a little candy cane. If you drop a candy cane in the chat right now, I will know, or not in the chat, but in the comments, I will know that you listened all the way to the end of this episode. <laughs> Guys, follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I'll give you a bunch of free goodies for that. Get the book, guys. The book is out. It's selling like hotcakes. Books.comeonmanpod.com will take you to my Amazon authors page where you can get the paperback, the Kindle edition, the special edition, the hardcover, and the audiobook. You can get it all in one place right there. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. It's a mindset course. Join the beer club, guys. Remember, Eric Everhart is giving a lecture on Dece on uh, January 7th. January 7th, 2024, Eric Everhart, the legendary porn star, is giving a free lecture to the beer club. So join the beer club now. It's only 10 bucks a month. And then coaching is available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. That's all I have, guys. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas, and we will see you Wednesday live for the live stream. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.